Welcome to the Moonlight of Amuna, Parshas Balak. This week's learning should be a schus for a full shleim, a patronamash bas vilcha, ratzabas rochel, shmuel shezam, vidichavachava, menach mordechem ben ofira, chaya bas tova, frayim ben yafa, michaim ben saru, chama peramalkalea bas chanaserol, and lilinishmas, henya bas yechil mechel. So this week's parsha, we have a very, it's a very strange story of, of Balak sending messengers to Bilam. Bilam, we know, was this evil but great navi. Uh, on par, Chazal tell us, on par with Moshe Rabbeinu, which is very hard for us to understand how he could be on par with Moshe Rabbeinu, but somehow he is the counterbalance to Moshe Rabbeinu. And the parasha begins with the story, the strange story of, of, of Balak sending repeated messengers to Bilam and Bilam saying, Hashem doesn't let me go. And finally, Hashem saying, if you want to go, go. And then we have the story of the of riding on the donkey and the Malach is trying to stop him and the donkey uh, refuses to go until Bilam beats it. And then and the and then the famous uh, story Vayiftach. This is Perak Chavbeis Pasuk Chavches. Vayiftach Hashem es Piyasin. Hashem opens the donkey's mouth. Vatoimer lebilam, and the donkey says to Bilam, Ma asisi Ma asisi lecha. What did I do to you? Kikisani zeshalish regalim that you hit me three times. And the question that many of the Mepharshim deal with, and Rashi, Rashi deals with it right on the spot, is this is not the proper terminology. It should have said, Why do you hit me three times? Regalim is not the usual term that you would expect the Torah to use. So Rashi says, Ramazlai, the donkey was hinting to Bilam, You're trying to uproot a nation that keeps three Regalim, the three Regalim. We know that we have Pesach, uh, Sukkis, uh, Pesach, Shuas, and Sukkis, the three Regalim. Golem. So Rashi says, and Rashi's quoting a Medrash Tanhuma that says that uh, the, the donkey's hinting, it could have used the word pa'amim, but by using the word regalim, it's, it's hinting to the fact that you're trying to uproot a nation that keeps the shalish regalim. And the question is, like, what's the connection? Like, what does this have to do with the shalish regalim? There's a lot of things that the Jewish people keep that Bilam was trying to uproot. So my friend Morty Blass showed me a beautiful idea from his uh, Eltezeda, the Imre Yosef, the, the Spinka Rebbe. Uh, he actually showed me two Divrei Torah in this week's parsha that we're going to try, we're going to use both of them and we're going to try to connect them. So he says, the Imre Yosef says as follows. He actually says this on a later Pasuk in the parsha, which we'll get to, we're, we're going to tie that in. But you could use it for this also, and I, I saw this in another Sefer as well, I don't remember the name of it. The Gemara in Chagiga, on Dav Beis Aleph, right at the beginning of the, uh, the Gemara Chagiga, the Gemara quotes uh, uh, an opinion that says, Yoichanan ben Dahavai Oimer Mishum Rabbi Yehuda, says the name Rabbi Yehuda, Suma ba'achas me'en of Potem in Ariya. We know that in the Shalish Regalim, Pesach, Shavuos, and Sukkot, in the times of the Beis HaMikdash, everybody would be Euler Regal. All the adult males would be Euler Regal. And the question the Gemara deals with over there, the Mishnah deals with it, who uh, certain people are Potter, they don't have to be Euler Regal. So th- we have this opinion in the Gemara there that somebody who is blind in one eye does not is potter from being Euler Regal. He's potter from being Euler Regal. There's an idea, a thought from the Kajat Samagid in his Sefer Avod Yisrael. It's based on also a teaching from the Baal Shem Tov that's brought down um, that uh, he connects to this Gemara. He actually says this in Pasha Shoftim, which is coming up in a few weeks. But he says he says the following idea when it comes to serving Hashem. That a person has to always be very conscious when it comes to serving Hashem. A person has to be very conscious of two things. One is that he has to appreciate the greatness of Hashem. How Hashem created the heavens and the earth. How Hashem took us out of, out of, out of Mitzrayim. All the great things that Hashem has done for us and for the world. At the same time, a person also has to recognize how insignificant or not how 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 humble he must be in front of Hashem. How how we're not doing anything for Hashem. When we serve Hashem we're not giving Hashem anything. Hashem doesn't need anything from us. And if a person is mindful of these two things, 
if he recognizes Hashem's greatness and his lowliness by comparison, so if he does this, then he'll serve Hashem properly. He'll be able to daven and properly, and 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 learn properly and do mitzvahs properly. And he says the danger comes when we forget one of these two things. So that if a person only thinks of Hashem's greatness, a person could think of Hashem's greatness, could recognize Hashem's greatness, but doesn't realize that what he's doing, uh, you know, that he has much more work to do in his in in his life, right? So he becomes he becomes arrogant. The person could leave davening in the morning, and say, "Oh, I davened so beautifully today. Oh, I, I learned so well today, or I did such a beautiful mitzvah," right? And he could start to become arrogant. And the reverse is also true. If somebody only thinks about the fact that he's insignificant, if he thinks of him in terms of cosmic uh, proportions and thinks that, you know, what difference are the things that I do? So he ends up sinking into depression and sadness and uh, he thinks that Hashem doesn't want his tefillos. He thinks that he's davening for nothing. Right? This is the problem that many people have. We don't believe uh, we, or, we, or we question whether Hashem really cares if I daven. Right? So therefore, a person needs the proper balance. We need to know how great Hashem is and that he wants our tefillos, that this is how he set up the world and he wants our tefillos and he cares about what we do. But we also have to to recognize that even when we do those things, that doesn't make us great and we shouldn't become arrogant. Those are two things. And he quotes the uh, Tikkune Zohar that says on this that the, the Gemara that we just quoted, that somebody who's blind in one eye is putter from Aliyah Laregel, which is called Ri'ia, the mitzvah of Ri'ia, of seeing Hashem, is, is that because a person has to have both eyes. One eye has to be constantly on the fact that how great Hashem is, and the second eye has to remember that his position in, in the world. And therefore, if he has both of his eyes open, he can really see. And therefore, the Gemara that we quoted earlier said, "Suma ba'achas me'enav." Somebody who's blind in one eye means he only has one of these two perspectives. Paterman Hariya. He is he's he's exempt from seeing, meaning he doesn't have the right perspective. He can't see properly, right? Obviously, this is not the Pasha Pshat in the Gemara over there. But the but but Alpi Alpi Avoida, he's the Avoidas Yisrael, the Kajan Samagid is is quoting the Tikkuna Zayar to say that a person needs, if you really want to see the proper perspective and how a person approaches Avodas Hashem, you need both eyes open. One eye is focusing on the greatness of Hashem, and the second eye focusing on our role. Uh, our role in this world. Now, the Imre Yosef doesn't say it on this Pasuk, but he quotes it on a Pasuk later on in the Parshan. Perak Chavdalit Pasuk Gimel, which I think is in the third uh, time that Bilam tries to curse the Jewish people and Hashem turns it into a, 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 a bracha. He says a Pasuk, Perak Chavdalit Pasuk Gimel, Vayisa Mishalo, or I mispronounced that, Vayisa Misholoi, he proclaimed his mashal, his parable, Vayomer, this is Bilam speaking. Bilam said, uh, Nu'um Bilam Benoi Ba'ar, the word of Bilam, the son of Ba'ar, Unu'um Hagever, the words of the man, Shesum Ha'ayin, with an open eye. The man with the open eye. Bilam is referring to himself as the man with the open eye. And the Gemara in Sanhedrin, Daf Kuf He, says, Bilam Suma Ba'achas Me'enav. Bilam was blind in one eye. Shanamar, it says Shesum Ha'ayin. It says that he has the open eye. It doesn't say eyes. It says singular eye. It means he only had one eye open. He didn't have both eyes open. He only had one eye. So the Gemara says he was blind in one eye. Says the Imre Yosef that my friend Morty Blass uh, showed me this morning. Unbelievable. Based on what we said from the Kajan Samagid, that the two eyes, one is a person supposed to always look at the greatness of Hashem, and one a person is always supposed to look at his role in this world, his his lowliness and, and what Hashem wants from him. So he says, says the Imri Yosef, Bilam was blind in one eye. We always ask the question, Bilam was speaking to Hashem, so how did he try to ignore Hashem's command? Hashem gives him specific commands, and yet we see throughout the parish he's trying to ignore Hashem. How is that possible for somebody who speaks to Hashem to ignore Hashem? So he says, 
Bilaam's one open eye, one good eye, he saw the greatness of Hashem. He recognized the greatness of Hashem. He understood that Hashem ran the world, that Hashem created the world, that Hashem did all these great things. He understood that. But he didn't see his own place in the world. He didn't see the shiftless atzma. He didn't see his own lowliness and that he's only but a servant of Hashem. And he has to do with what, 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 only do what Hashem wants. He became arrogant. Bilam was arrogant. Like we said, if a person only rec- focuses on the greatness of Hashem and he thinks that what he does is, is, is more than what it is, it's not just doing ruts on Hashem, but it has its own independent significance. So he became arrogant and he thought he could do what he wants. And that's why this is tremendous. He connects this. The Mishnah in Avos, in, in Perke Avos, the Mishnah tells us in Perak Hape uh, Mishnah Test, it says that a person should try to be from the students of Avram Avinu and not from the students of Bilam Harasha. And it says, what are the characteristics of the Talmidim of Avram Avinu. So the, it says, Ayin Toiva, a good eye, right? He has to have a good eye. The Ruach Nemuchan, a humble spirit. The Nefesh Shefela, and a, and a lowly uh, cell, a, a, a lowly picture, a, a, a moderate appetite. I've seen it translated, right? Now, if you think about what we're saying here, those three are all connected. Ayin Tova, I mean, the good eye that focuses on a person's position in life is the Ruach Nemucha, is a humble spirit and a Nefesh Fela. He, Avraham Avinu sees himself as only a servant of Hashem. Uh, by that second eye, one eye I see the greatness of, 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 of Hashem. That eye Bilam has also. But the second eye that Avram Avinu has, this good eye, is he sees himself, he sees his place in this world as just trying to fulfill the, the, the word of Hashem, the Ratzon Hashem, the desire of Hashem. What's the, what's the signs of the Talmidim of Bilam? Ayin Ra, their second eye is bad. Vruach Gavaya, they're haughty. They're haughty. They don't think about their own place as, as a servant of Hashem. And a limitless appetite, meaning thinking I can do whatever I want. Yes, he recognizes he recognizes Hashem's greatness, but he doesn't think that he has to f- f- uh, uh, take. A, he doesn't look at himself as a as a soldier in Hashem's in Hashem's army. He thinks he could do what he wants. Oh, look at me! I recognize Hashem. I talk to Hashem. Look how great I am! Right. So that the Mishnah Perkei is tracks this beautifully. The the difference between Avram Avinu being a Talmud of Avram Avinu and a Talmud of Bilam Arasha is the way you use the second eye. The first eye, they both recognize the greatness of Hashem, but that second eye, where do I see my own place in Hashem's greater plan? Avram Avinu sees, has that good eye. He sees himself as humble. I'm just a servant of Hashem. I'm here to do what Hashem wants. And therefore I serve Hashem like the, like the Kajan Sermagin explained. In a way, appropriate measures, I do what Hashem wants of me. I don't become depressed and think I'm so low, but that I, but that I have a role in Hashem's world. But it's not something that I should get, become arrogant about. Bilam is exactly the opposite. Bilam is the one who only has one open eye. He only sees the first eye, the greatness of Hashem. He doesn't see his own his own. Uh, insignificance and now he's put into this world only to serve Hashem in the way that Hashem wants so that was part number one that uh, Morty showed me this morning the second one is and I'll try to explain this quickly. The Pasuk in the second uh, bracha that Bilam gives to the Jewish people it says, He didn't see any iniquity in Yaakov, in, the, in Klai Yisrael. And he didn't see perversity in Israel. Um, Hashem Elikov Ibai, Hashem is their God is with them, Utruas Melech Boy, and uh, and the friendship of the king is in him. Right? So there's a there's a Pasuk back in Parshish Mishpatim. There's a this Pasuk where we just quoted says that the Jewish people, Bilam recognizes that Hashem is with them. There's a Pasuk back in uh, Mishpatim and Shmais Perkov Bay's Pasuk Yudal. It says it's talking about the halachas without getting into too much detail, the halachas of somebody who borrows a cow from his friend or borrows something with his friend, and then something happens 
happens to that cow. So depending, if you've learned Sechus Bob Metzia, so we know that there's different different uh, standards of care required. If somebody's a free watchman, he's held, to, he does, he's only responsible for really negligent things. If somebody's a paid watchman or a renter, he's he's mechuyev to pay for uh, certain things that happen, but not others. And then the person who has the most obligation is the borrower, because the person lent him an item, he he did him the most favor, fa- uh, the, the biggest favor. So therefore, he's responsible for almost anything. Except there's an exception, and the pasuk says in of ima, if his owner is with him. He doesn't have to pay him. If he was hired, the payment is due, right? Meaning that if if you if I borrow your ox to work with, and you're there working the ox with me, then even if some that whatever happens, it's the since the owner was there, I'm not responsible. Even though normally a borrower is responsible for a lot of things, but if I if I, if the owner is with me, then I'm not responsible. The Arachayim Hakadosh, the Holy Arachayim Hakadosh, on that pasuk asks this question. He says, I don't understand why a per, why a Jew is ever mechuyev for something that we do wrong, right? Because he says our neshamas are given to us by Hashem. Hashem is the owner of our neshamas. Hashem gives them to us for our 120 years in this world, and then he takes them back. So he says, at the end of time, at the end of our lives, when a person should live to 120, when we go up to give a din Torah, and Hashem says, you know, you did this wrong, this happened to me, I gave you this clean neshama, and you gave it back to me with all these averas on it, right? So ask the Arachayim HaKadosh, why can't the person have a defense, say, we know that Hashem is always with us, Hashem is always with us, and therefore... It was Baal of Imai, the owner, right? Let's think of it this way. Hashem lent us this neshama, but he was with us when we were using it. And if anything went wrong, it should be on him, right? The Arachai Mekadosh asked this question. The Arachai Mekadosh offers some answers of why that's not a good excuse. Says the Imri Yosef, and this is just unbelievably beautiful. Says the Imri Yosef, depending on the circumstances, it could be an excuse, what does that mean? So he says like this, if a person, there's different ways a person can do an Avera. If a person does an Avera because he's rebelling against Hashem, right? I don't care about Hashem, I'm angry at Hashem, whatever it is. A person does a, an Avera, Lahachis as they call it, to, to be, he wants to, he, he, I, I, don't want, I don't want to do what Hashem's will, I want to throw off the yoke of Hashem. Says the Imre Yosef, then he loses this uh, uh, Hashem Elikov Imai, the Pasuk we just quoted from this week's Parsha, right? Lehibet Avim Biyakov, Leira Amal Yisrael, Hashem is with him. Hashem is with me means I accept Hashem's presence in my life. If I accept, if, if I say I don't want anything to do with, with, with mitzvahs, with Torah mitzvahs, I cast Hashem away from me. So it's like the person who borrowed the cow and then he, he starts plowing with the cow, the owner is there with him, and then he kicks the, the owner out of his field. So now the owner is not with him. If anything happens to that cow, he's going to be, he's going to be, uh, he's going to be obligated for it. And says the Yosef, if that's a person's attitude when he does a sin, so then the Archaim is right. The Archaim, one of the answers that he gives is it can't be that, that we ha- we'd have this excuse because then what's the point of all the mitzvahs in the Torah? A person can never be punished. But says the Imre Yosef, there's another way that people do Averis, probably the way most of us do most Averis, right? Which is that if a person remembers Hashem, he knows Hashem is, it loves him, he knows Hashem is life, and he wants to serve Hashem, and he does not want to do Averis, right? But something goes wrong, right? His taiva overcame him, or he, or, he, or he had a lapse of judgment, right? The way most Averis, we hope, are, are done. He doesn't mean to cast Hashem's presence out of his life. He's just overwhelmed by his taivas. They over, his, his desires overwhelm him. Or he forgets, or he's forgetful, or he's a little bit careless. But not that, God forbid, he wants Hashem out of his life. He's not kicking Hashem out of the field, so to speak. Then says the Imre Yosef, he has this defense. He could say, you were with me, Hashem. You should have prevented me. You could have pr- protected, protected the neshama that you gave me. I didn't throw you out of my life. You were there with me when I did the thing I did wrong. 
And he says that the idea, you see this, is that when is a person punished for doing an Avera? Only when he does it b'mezid, when he does it intentionally, meaning he's some kind of rebelliousness against Hashem. He does it fully b'mezid, that's when he's punished. And he addresses the fact, what about the fact that if a person does it, let's say a person is Michal Shabbos by accident, he forgot that it's Shabbos, he thought it was Tuesday and he cooked something, right? And they realize, oh my gosh, it's Shabbos. So he has to bring a carbon. That sounds like a punishment. But according to what we're saying, he shouldn't be punished. He didn't cast Hashem out of his life, he just forgot. So says the Emir Yosef, that's the difference between punishment and forgiveness. It's not a punishment. A carbon is not a punishment. It's kapara. It's seeking forgiveness from Hashem. I had Hashem in my life, therefore I don't deserve punishment, but I should have been more careful. So I'm asking Hashem to forgive me with the carbon. Also, he says there's this concept of Avera Guerreras Avera, that if a person does an Avera, so it brings along another Avera. That could be, even if I didn't mean, even if it was Bishogig, even if I didn't intend to throw Hashem, I didn't intend to rebel, but once I did an Avera, it could bring along other Averas. So the carbon sort of breaks that chain. It doesn't allow one Avera to bring another Avera. And that's why we don't have Karbanas today, but a person has to do Tshuva, even things he did accidentally. Maybe he's not subject to punishment, according to what the Imri Yosef is saying, but he still has a problem of Avera Gereras Avera, he has to break that break that chain, and he also wants Kapari, wants to ask Hashem, especially if we, it makes even more sense, if we say that I didn't throw Hashem out of my life, Hashem is here with me, yet something came over me and I didn't do it fully b'mezid, but I, I feel terrible now, that I was careless with Hashem's mitzvahs, so I have to I have to do tshuva to ask Hashem for forgiveness, uh, forgive me for being so careless, but as far as punishment, Vis-a-vis the punishments, I have an excuse. I don't. I you, you, Hashem. I have. I have. A, I have not excuse. I have a. I have a defense. Hashem was with me. And he says that's how he explains the Pasuk. Lehibit oven biyakov. You didn't see any iniquity in, in the Jewish people. Lehra amol biyisrael. Right? We didn't. We, Hashem sees no iniquity and he sees no perversity in Kla Yisrael. Why? What do you mean? Jews did. There are Jews doing Avera because Hashem alekov imai. Because Hashem says they keep me with them. So long as they keep me with them, even if they fall and they tri- trip once in a while and they make a mistake, but they kept me with them, I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to forgive them for that. I'm, going, I'm not going to punish them for that. That's why Bilam is saying there's no, there's no sin. There's no perversity in Kal Yisrael because they they live with Hashem Elikov Ima that Hashem is with them and the pasuk ended off with Trust Melech Bayim the friendship of the king is in him meaning that is why there's no iniquity yes of course Jews do averes we're not perfect we're not malachim we're going to do averes but we know and do it from a casting. Hashem out of our lives. Hashem's in our lives and then we mess up sometimes. It's a whole different uh, uh, ball game than let's say somebody like Bilam. Contrast that with Bilam, like we spoke about earlier, who's who recognizes Hashem and casts him out of his life. I want you to be no part of my life. This is what he sees in, 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 in Klai Yisrael. That yes, we make mistakes and we do our various. Of course we do. We're human beings. But we keep Hashem in our lives and we apologize and we do tshuva right away and we tell Hashem was a shaking. I still want you in my life. Sorry, I went a little bit long, but just to sum this up, we take these two messages from the Imri Yosef, the Holy Spinker Rebbe, with beautiful ideas, that a person has to always keep both of his eyes open, recognizing Hashem's greatness, but also recognizing his place in Hashem's plan, which is that Hashem wants us to do his will, but not to become arrogant about it. And if we do that, we'll be the opposite of Bilam, who closed one eye, who was blind in one eye. He couldn't see out of that side of thinking his, pla- uh, his place, and therefore he was filled with gaiva. And then we will also recognize, if we, see, if we keep both of these eyes open, We'll keep Hashem's relationship in our lives, and we won't have this issue of, 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 of having rebelled against Hashem. Yes, we'll, we'll, we'll make mistakes, but we'll fix those mistakes, and Hashem will, will understand that He was with us, and therefore we have, we have a good defense, and Hashem will help us do tshuva, and always stay, keep Him in our lives, and keep Him as a constant fixture in our lives. We, everybody should have a wonderful Shabbos.